With Satan removed from humanity, the test will be for us because we are tarnished as well. And we're going to live with that in the future, a thousand years. I'm talking about it on Revelation chapter 20 today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembrick. I'm James. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are discovering the Bible and we're to chapter 20 of Revelation. The last two chapters of the Bible are 20, 21, and 22, the last three chapters. We're going to study it. Corey? Well, I want to hear from you if you're watching this. So more on that later. Ryan? Well, in the book of Hebrews, the unnamed writer makes several references to entering into the Lord's rest. But just what does that mean exactly? Well, Revelation gives us the answer. Very good. Look forward to that a little bit later on. Janice? This is our last Friday wrap-up question for the year. And it's going to be based anywhere from Revelation chapter 4 to 20. So I hope you are ready. Revelation 20, 1 through 10. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. Today we slow down a little bit. We're going to read Revelation chapter 20. 
And it's important that when we do this, we hear what the Holy Spirit says to us. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, may your spirit speak to us today. Amen. Now, I believe that the thousand-year reign mentioned in Revelation is a literal amount of time that will happen in the future. Not a figurative amount of time that has already happened or is happening. The Lord will reign after the time of Jacob's trouble and his judgment. Revelation 20 seems to tell us that those who were killed during the time of Jacob's trouble will also reign with Christ. The book of Revelation does not tell us much about this time. We have to go back to the book of Ezekiel for more details. But it does tell us about the destiny of Satan, the destroyer, that evil fallen angel. He'll be confined in chains in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years until the end of that time. Then he will be released and he will gather up some of humanity to surround the land from where God rules and he'll try to defeat God. But God will deal with him swiftly and cast him into the lake of fire where he will suffer forever and always. The lake of fire and that burning will never cease. Now, this is very important. And we slowed down here for a reason. The next two days, we are going to, in the Bible guide, focus on this. This is the last day in 2023 of the broadcast. It's been a great year and we're getting ready. We've already, I mean, next year's Monday, we're back on it, man. Genesis 1 to 3, we're there. And so uh, I would encourage you to uh, get your Bible guide and join us and get on the list. Uh, because if you're watching, you're at home today, and this is the first time you've seen the program, make sure you get your Bible guide. We send them out every month. This was December's. and uh, But January, if you're on the list, you already have yours. But if you're not on the list, you need to get yours. Write to us, call us, uh, or write to us. And you can go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com and, and click on it. It'll take you to a page where you can download it, just like we printed it. So it's very good. Now, the thousand years, as we look at it literally, Again, Father, we repeat our prayer. Help us to know this in Jesus' name. Amen. Chapter 20. Let's take a look at it. It's interesting. One to three. Here's what it says. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon. That is Satan. That serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. With Satan removed for a time, humanity will be tested in order to serve Christ. The human spirit has been internally tarnished by sin. I remember back in the day, some of you may remember a comedian by the name of Flip Wilson. And he had a skit that he did uh, pretending that he was a woman. And he would always say, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. It was always blaming the devil for what he did wrong. And that was kind of a cop-out. 
And he knew that, and it was a joke, but it's not a joke here because the devil will be gone in the bottomless pit. So the thousand year reign, the people will be tested on how they serve and love the Lord Jesus Christ because our sin has tarnished us inside and it's become a part of our lives. Now we come to Jesus Christ and it doesn't, it God gives us the Holy Spirit and helps us to overcome it. But nevertheless, Revelation 20, verse four, and I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. And then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their forehead or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection and blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, understand this. Those martyred in the tribulation period are resurrected for the thousand-year reign with Christ. So it seems it is best to come to Jesus Christ or come to know Jesus Christ and submit to him right now. Come to Jesus right now, I encourage you. This, this is not the time to mess around, not the time. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you. Teach us your way and show us your path. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, as we read on, this gets even more interesting. This is Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 to 10. Here's what the Bible says. Now, when the thousand years had expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. That's a lot. Well, they went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet already are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. This brings me to the point number three. No rebellion, no rebellion against God will succeed. Absolutely not. No rebellion against God will succeed. We do best when we submit to the ultimate authority of Jesus Christ. Beloved, listen carefully. When God rose from the dead, he was talking to his disciples. He said, I want you to go and make disciples of all the nations. I want you to understand that all authority has been given to me from heaven and earth. God said that, Jesus Christ. That makes him God. Totally, totally different than any other person. He's holy and he's truly God. So we have to understand that he has all power. So when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, ask him in our life and the Holy Spirit comes into our life, then we begin a journey 
in this sinful culture, a, a journey to become better through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we do. That's what I say when I say it's Jesus Christ in me. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not me. If there's anything good on this program this year, it's Jesus Christ in me, in, in our family, whoever. It's Jesus Christ in us, beloved. So remember that. Keep yourself close to God, very close to God. Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Today, to go along with our reading in Revelation, I want to turn back to Hebrews chapters 3 and 4, because in this passage, the unidentified writer makes several references to entering into the Lord's rest. But the question is, what does it mean to enter the Lord's rest? Well, just as Hebrews chapter 2 looks back to Psalm 8 and Genesis 1, Hebrews 4 looks back to Psalm 95 and Genesis 2 in order to answer this very fundamental question. Check it out. In Hebrews chapters 3 and 4, the writer's overarching theme is entering the Lord's rest, which he makes mention of several times. But just what exactly is the theological definition of the Lord's rest according to Hebrews? The unidentified author builds his theology using other key scriptures. As a matter of fact, we see this in the very first mention of God's rest in Hebrews 3, 7-11, which is actually a quote from Psalm 95, 7-11. In these verses, the psalmist is also looking back to Numbers 14, where God denies the wilderness-wandering Israelites entry into his rest because of their unbelief. In the immediate context of Numbers 14, and in that present situation as it related to the Israelites, this rest referred to the inhabitation of the Promised Land, which included peace, safety, and security all around, with God's presence in their midst. However, a major point David is making in Psalm 95 is that this rest was still available in his time, meaning that the entrance into the Promised Land could not have been entrance into the ultimate rest of God. Likewise, the writer of Hebrews, by quoting Psalm 95, makes the point that God's promise of entering his rest still stands today. Thus, the rest offered to the desert dwellers in Numbers 14 was a promise much greater than just real estate. As Hebrews says, if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. So if this wasn't God's ultimate rest, then what is? To answer that important question, it is imperative to understand the greater context of Psalm 95. While the immediate context of verses 7-11 to was God's rejection of the unbelieving Israelites, the psalm as a whole is about God's right to rule as king because he is creator of everything. This contextual key regarding God as creator is critical to understanding what the Lord's rest truly is, and the writer of Hebrews builds on this by expanding his biblical theological base even farther to include yet another foundational passage of scripture, Genesis chapter 2. It's fitting that Hebrews reaches back to the very origins of the heavens and earth for the origin and definition of God's rest. 
As Genesis explains, God created everything in six days, and then on the seventh day he rested from all his works, and sanctified it as a Sabbath rest. This Edenic state, then, is the very definition of God's ultimate rest, according to Hebrews and the rest of Scripture. Although mankind was initially created into that perfect rest, our fall into sin spoiled that. Nevertheless, since that time, God in his great love, mercy, and grace has been working through Jesus Christ to bring us back into that rest, which will be a restoration of that perfect Edenic state. Thus, the rest offered in Numbers 14 and Psalm 95 was only partial, as it previewed and prefigured the ultimate rest in God to come, which was inaugurated through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thankfully, God still offers us this coming rest today for anyone who believes in his redemptive work through the person of Jesus Christ. So entering the Lord's rest ultimately refers to the restoration of the Edenic state before the fall of mankind. It's the complete renewal of the heavens and the earth, the new creation, as we read about in the closing chapters of Revelation. Even though that rest is still yet in the future for believers in Jesus Christ, just like the Israelites under Joshua, we get to enjoy a partial rest right now. Because as soon as we put our faith and trust in God's redemptive work through Jesus Christ, we immediately enjoy a rest of conscience because we know that we will never be brought into judgment for our sins. That according to John chapter 5 verse 24. And then later, Christians will enter the Lord's ultimate rest when he restores all things. But unbelievers, be aware, rebellion and disobedience will result in rejection from the Lord's rest, just like it did for those to whom it was first preached. Don't let that happen to you. Come and enter the Lord's rest by turning to him. God has made a way for repentant sinners to be saved. How? Simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And what does that mean to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? It means that he came 2,000 years ago. He's been eternal, but he made himself known in the flesh, born of the Virgin Mary. And he lived with us for three years. He was there 30 years and lived with us for three years. And we killed him. The religious people decided to kill him. He allowed that to happen. But three days after we killed him, he rose from the dead and became alive in the flesh, seen by over 500 men. And we believe that he paid the cost of sin and sin is real. And so we ask the Lord to forgive us. And we say, Father, forgive me because I've sinned and I need your help. Very personal. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we said together, amen. That's what we talk about when we talk about praying to the Lord. Very simple, very easy. But Ryan, that's very good. Um, Corey, what were you going to talk about? Well, basically what I said earlier, if you're watching this, I would like to hear from you. Now, look, I know it's my job to introduce you to biblical topics and especially topics in, in, in biblical archaeology uh, and, and history in general that illuminate our study of the Bible. And I'm absolutely still going to do that. But I am not perfect, obviously, and I have blind spots. So if there are areas that you would like me to research or you think that it would be really helpful for you or you've always wanted to know about insert topic, especially when it relates to biblical history or archaeology or the history of Christianity, 
I'm inviting you right now to let me know. You can uh, either hop on over to my YouTube channel, which is my name, Corey Babechko, and comment on our weekend show or comment on any of my segments. We always see those comments. You can also email us. My email here at Bible Discovery is Corey at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. And my husband and I uh, monitor that. And uh, the, the office ladies have access to it too, although they don't respond on our behalf. We do that. Uh, uh, yeah, or you could even send questions to hello at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That would be good too. Yeah, that that was pretty much, I just wanted to have an open invitation as we're getting ready to go into the new year. I'm very, very excited about it. I've got a lot of things preparing to share with you. Uh, So don't think I'm, I'm short on ideas. We've got them, but are there areas that you would like help with or you would like us to comment on? There's a lot of things you're doing that I would love to tell everybody right now, but I'm being disciplined. I'm not saying a word. There's a lot of good things coming up. Matlock and I are really, really focusing a lot of prayer and effort on creating really, uh, hopefully really good free content that we're gonna be putting up on our website, that we're gonna be putting up on YouTube, so. And there's a lot of good things that Ryan has done uh, as well. Uh, with World by Design 3, some of the best interviews you've ever done, Ryan, and all of that. It's all coming next year. We're very excited about that. And it's very close. It's very close. Very close. Just a couple of days. And also, this is the day. Drum roll, please. The last Bible IQ question of the world. For this year. Our Friday wrap-up question. (laughs) Of the world. We'll start again. (laughs) For this year. (laughs) On Monday. (laughs) But we've got today, not Monday, but I mean next Friday. Right. Anyway, so this is the big one. This is the one that... This no is, pressure, right? No pressure. No pressure. But, I mean, is this, this, is this anything from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22? <laughs> you know, I almost did that. Did you? <laughs> I, I thought about it, that it could be anywhere from Genesis 1 to Revelation With the whole 22. Bible. In the beginning, God created what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a social media video that's like that. Oh, you yes. never know. Yes. Just for Very fun. You can release fun. it on YouTube and Very Facebook and Instagram. Know, there's all kinds of things that we can do. And, and, and you know what? This year has been hard for a lot of people. And we just want to encourage you. You know, it is good to laugh. Um, and it, it's good to, to, to be happy and joyful in the Lord. Even though we see things happening in our world, we want to encourage you. Um, our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to encourage you today, no matter what you are, what you have come through perhaps, no matter what you're going through right now, God is with you and he will help you through it. And um, Rod, you do prayer meetings uh, live on Monday, Facebook. Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, through our, our um, website, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, most times uh, from 3.30 to 4.30 Eastern time. And uh, so, YouTube as well. Yep. Uh, so we, we encourage you to, to join us there as well. Uh, Rod has different guests on. Sometimes Ryan, you're there. Our other son, Brandon, is there. Sometimes you're there. And sometimes I'm there. We have Matt from our U.S. office, who's wonderful. Rebecca, our daughter-in-law. Rachel, you talk to them on the phone when you call here. There's a lot of things. We are a family. You are our extended family. And so um, take heart. Join us again in 20. 20- 24 as we go through God's word and we learn we're still learning after all these years it's very very exciting we're and in the 34th year but this is the big one this is here it comes <laughs> this is the big question being so, a part of our family means the question the questions yes about the bible all right 
So here we the go. The suspense is killing me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. You don't have a phone here or a computer. I have written in red. You have a computer, Look at this. but you don't have, they'll, they'll notice if we're looking at yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll notice. They'll yeah. know the question. No okay, here we go. Here. No, I'm not it cheating. It also means you have to just not make hand motions or eye motions or anything <laughs> what? like that. What? I didn't make any hand motions or eye motions. Well, I'm just warning you now. But look, last question of the year. Wild. It's in red. It's in red. It's in red. It's in red. With three exclamation points. Exactly. All right. So here we go. Anywhere from Revelation chapter 4 through 20. Here's the question. When the Lamb, this is Christ, opens the seventh seal, John records that there was silence in heaven. About how long was there silence in heaven? And the scriptures tell us. Was it about a half an hour? Was it about an hour or was it about an hour and a half? What do you think? When the lamb opens the seventh seal, there's silence in heaven. Ryan and Corey. Good question. Good question. I think it's half an hour. Definitely. Can you imagine that silence in heaven for half an hour? Wow. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Well, if you agreed with Ryan and Corey, that it's about a half an hour. Revelation 8, chapter 1 says this, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. So congratulations. Now there's like different meanings of that, but just take it for what you read it for. It's it's silence in heaven for half an hour, according to earth time, according to it. They got the answer right. I hope you did too. If you didn't, that's okay. Now you you know the answer. And we'll see you next year. It's been a great year, hasn't it? Going through the Word of God, going through the Bible. We've got two more days left in the Bible Guide. But Father, help us to go through the Bible again. And this time in the year 2024, when we go through your Word, 
We pray that you would help us to apply it to our hearts. Change us, minister to us, and because we've got to change, Lord. If ever there was a time when we have to change, now is that time. In Jesus' name, amen.